Oh, man. Welcome to another episode of Off the Record Podcast. Uh, I've been chasing this guy around for a while. Okay, I've been trying to get this guy to be sitting across from me because for a lot of things. Number one, I definitely don't agree with him with everything he says, but I definitely do think he's one of the most entertaining personalities we have in the hip-hop space right now and also one of the most necessary people. Appreciate okay? Um, if you don't know already, uh, welcome Charleston White to the Off the Record Podcast and Charleston, brother. Why did it take so long for us to get up, dog? Oh, a miscommunication. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there were some people who tried to put us together a while back. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, it was just a lot of stumbling blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your internet sensation, my brother. Um, I love what you're doing because I do think these personalities that are popping up these days, you know, um, while everyone, and, and it goes from you to Kwame Brown to even um, Hassan Campbell, well, I think all oh, y'all are wildly entertaining. I do think there's more than entertainment. There's yeah. a lot of it sometimes is grounded in some type of um, social care in terms yeah. of care for the community or care for the, the future or, or, you know, just to kind of shine a mirror back on people. And um, it's interesting. I'm wondering, how did you even get into it? First of all, uh, the, the, the Internet persona shit. Yeah. I, I, I got into it with some local gang members. Uh, the Harvest Street Crips, uh, Four Trade Gangster Crips back home. And I was online one day complaining about uh, the youth violence and the gang violence that was uh, happening in Fort Worth at the time. We had been, lo we had been losing a lot of uh, young teenage gangster rappers, drill rappers. Uh, Lil J-Dub had died. A 93-year-old woman house who had got shot up. And so by me doing community work, uh, I was voicing my opinions online. And, and a lot of times... Uh, how I voice my opinion, uh, street guys think I'm talking street. If I say, man, fuck you gang-banging-ass niggas. But you used to be, uh, like, you used to be in a gang, right? Yeah, yeah I joined the gang in the boys' home. So I never gang-banged on the streets. Uh, I never shot a gun at, at anybody in the name of gang-banging. My gang-banging was inside of a, a boys' home juvenile facility where we fought each other, homie, jumped on each other. Uh, we did that for three, four years, and most of us ended up becoming friends before we left the facilities. So it was never uh, no ill intent to really harm anybody. I didn't know that side of gangbanging. Uh, when I got locked up in 1991, gangbanging really didn't exist in, in, in Texas, let alone in, in many other areas in, in, around the country in 91. So when I got introduced to gangbanging in the, in the boys' home, it was everything that I was looking for coming from a single-parent home, uh, never being spanked by a man, never been disciplined by a man, not having that father figure. So it was more or less like like joining the Boys and Girls Club, homie. Nobody mm. died. Yeah, nobody died. Nobody head got bust open. Uh, we just fought in the name of gangbanging and what we thought gangbanging was. And none of us had no knowledge of what gangs were. Do you, do you feel, though, even though, you know, maybe you weren't gangbanging or whatever the case is, like, because I've heard this said about you. And, and by the way, I'm going to let you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate to a certain extent. Because oh, I, like I listen to you a lot. I listen to you a lot. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. And I hear this about you where people say, you know what? Yeah, he does have a point, but he's a hypocrite. And and him speaking against some of the things that maybe he would have either been exposed to or maybe be doing at a younger age is him not allowing them kids to grow. Oh, uh, I was tricked in it. I was tricked to join a game. Uh, it was promoted and propagated as if it was something positive. Uh, we thought we was doing something uh, that stems from camaraderie, but it was all delinquency. Uh, gangs have never been good. 
No gang was ever created for goodness in the name of goodness sake. No, no well, gang. Well, 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 I know if you think about, you know, maybe inner city gangs, but like, but, but if you think about certain type of fraternities, they would be considered technically gangs. No, and, and... no, 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 no. Let's, 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 let's not, let's not make up anything. Fraternities aren't gangs. Uh, uh, political parties aren't gangs. They're not shooting. You don't have to get beaten. They're, they're, they're not gangs. Gangs are okay. So, so, okay, so, so, so you, I didn't join a fraternity. I joined a gang, and that gang was destructive. And that was the all we did was fight other people. We didn't get together and say, "Hey, man, your mom didn't send you no soap this morning. I'm gonna give you some soap." We didn't say, "Hey, man, you fit to go home, and 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 you don't really have nowhere to go." So we go call off. We didn't do that for each other. Everything about the gang aspect was negative. Mm. There, there's there's nothing that you can look at in, in, in the existence of gangs to now and can look at one aspect and say that's good. So let me so let me address the hypocritical part. Mm -hmm. I joined a gang when I was 15 years old. Yeah. I don't get to grow up. I don't get to grow up and say the things that I did at 14 and 15 was young, dumb, stupid, and wrong. And no other kid should have to do that. Because I went through it and I realized this is a detriment to anybody who does this. I don't get to grow up and look back on the things that I've done in life and said I'm wrong for doing that. So you mean to tell me if I used to beat up girls as a kid because I used to see my mother get beat up, I get counseling, I go through anger management, and then when I grow up, I become an advocate who speaks out against domestic violence. Does that make me a hypocrite because I changed? Well, okay, so... Your change came with growth yeah. and time and experience and also probably bumping your head a couple of times. Uh, no, my, my change came every day. Nigga, every time we had a fight for gangbanging, we had men who set us down and we developed a conflict resolution. Most of the niggas I fought, we didn't fight twice. We found mm. a conflict resolution. Mm. Nigga, when we had a ride, we didn't have a ride with the same people no more. We tend to learn from the fight we had. Either y'all become friends and stop fighting or he whoop you and you realize you can't whoop him. But y'all don't keep fighting. But even with what you're saying, that it, you're you're still talking about growth over some period of time. Now, it, one of the clips that went viral for you, right? So let, let, let me respond to this. So yeah. you mean to tell me growth comes with someone correcting you. Children don't automatically know how to do wrong. Children, young people have to be taught what's right. So if you don't have nobody correct you, then how do you know what's right? Because okay. people have somebody correcting them. Hey, man, stop doing that. That's wrong. So even children have correction. It's the delinquency. It's the environment. It's the, the brain capacity. It's the trauma. All children don't have the same experiences. For, for So so this is what I'm saying about gangbanging. No matter how you look at it, homie, it's wrong. I agree. Now, but, but, but this is where someone say you take it too far. Like you had a clip that went viral where you're like, death to all gang members. Death to all gang members. Don't gangbangers kill? Don't gangbanger wake up every day looking to kill an op? So why why shouldn't they die? Why should we wish death on the people that kill people? So, why? so, so why? Do, you, do you think the remedy is for them to die? Yes, yes, yes. I, I think most people have to die off in, th in order for things to change. Mm. I think most people, I think most people have to die off. They mm. have to go to jail, homie. Because do you no believe that thing. that was the case with you? Because you went to jail. Yeah, I had to go. Yeah, yeah, I had to go. It, really? It, and it saved my life. Every nigga I know went to jail. It saved their life. Wow. Every nigga I know went to jail. It done them some good. And had they not went to jail, they probably would have got killed early on in life, or they would have done something at some point in their life 
where they would assure that they got a life sentence. So it's best that he go to jail for 20 years so he can come home and live good from 40 to 60. It's best that he go to jail at 15 and come home at 25 so he can get the brain development, he can get the treatment, he can get the medical attention that he needs. Most niggas don't even know they got medical problems till they go to jail. Most niggas don't know they got an abscess tooth, a cavity, until they go to jail. Most niggas don't even know how to read till they go to jail. Most niggas don't even know how to respect their neighbor until they go to jail and their neighbor will kill them if they fought in the room with them. If they make, you see what I'm saying? Most niggas come home with the kind of respect and thing that they should have got from their home or their big homies down in prison and they come home better men. But that's where some people will look at it and say, well, if, if you're going to suggest or even encourage that's that young black men who might be misguided or lacking father figures should be incarcerated. They'll label you a term like a uncle ruckus. Well, tell, tell that to their mothers who gets, who sleep better at night. Tell that to the mothers who sleep better at night. When she finally get the call and you say, mom, I'm in jail. And she finally can say, thank you, Lord. Now she ain't gonna tell him that. She can finally say, I, I can go, I, I, I can finally sleep right now. Now I don't have to worry about it in the middle of the night when the phone ring or they call and say my baby did. Tell that to that mother. Tell that to the mother when she goes see him because now he's writing letters home and saying, Mom, I'm sorry. Tell that to the kids who now get to go see Daddy because when Daddy in the streets, they don't get to see him that much. But when he's in jail, they get to go see him every other weekend. Tell that to the woman who now gets a phone call every day from the nigga who's been ignoring her calls. Now in jail, he talking like a motherfucker. Mm. He's saying all the right things in jail. So now, nah, homie, uh, I've been dealing with the criminal justice system, uh, the correctional system, for over 40 years. So I'm an expert in this field. Wow. What, what people do criticize you for is that you seem to, you know, I always say, like, even if you had a problem with someone, once they die, you know, those problems pretty much you gotta, you know, just gotta give it up. You That's know, it's, not it's, it's over. That's not true at all. You don't, you don't believe death kind of absolves, you know, whatever issues might be between tell, two people. Tell, tell that to some people. Tell that to the creditors. Tell that to the people when you die and you still got bills. Don't they still be trying to collect? Tell that to the insurance, to the life insurance people, homie. No, nah, homie. Just because you die, that yo, what you did, what you said, who you are, that don't erase. Your actions live on forever. You got a legacy that people got a right to speak on. Your birthday, the day you're born, the day you die, there's a dash in the middle. That's what we speak on, that dash. And you, death don't exclude you from what you've done. You've you, you spoken, you know, quite a lot about, like, people like, you know, King Vaughn, yeah. who passed away. Yeah. A lot of people don't like the nature of how you've turned his death into almost a celebration. Well, tell that to the, to, Tuka, to the Tukaville people that's been smoking Tuka. They did Tuka like that for 11 years. I never even knew who Tuka was until last year. I never knew even who Tuka was. So you mean to tell me we can Tuka, 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 Tuka for 11, 12 years, and his mother is over in the corner pleading. She's pleading. So you mean to tell me it's okay for them to do that, but because our favorite rapper is now being mocked as he mocked a kid. Tuka was a kid, a 15-year-old kid who was killed. And no one ever came out and defended Tuka's mother. No one defended Tuka like they defended King Von. King Von was known to be a killer, a man who killed black people, a man who was accused of killing a black girl. 
So you mean to tell me he get he he's he's celebrated, right? You got celebrities who take pictures in front of his mural. What about his victims' family? What about the people he's been accused of? Why don't y'all ever speak for them? Don't you see the, the why don't you see it the other way though? I, I can't though because I'm on well, the no, victim no. side. Wait, wait, well, I'm not saying you should. I'm saying why why don't you look at his death as it's unfortunate that he didn't come to realize it maybe was, some of was, his mistakes. It, it, it wasn't unfortunate. Let's let's look at his death. He had finally made it out of the ghetto. He had finally made it. He had just come home from beating murder cases, brother. Let's look at how serious this is. There are murder cases on his file that he beat. He gets released because the witnesses come up dead. Let's be real with this shit, homie. The witnesses came up dead. Black people, nobody ever spoke about that. So here it is. He gets released and become this mega star rapping about his murders. What about those victims? What about their family watching this man who they think is a demon, the most horrible person in the world, reap the rewards for being a killer? What about those people? I'm thinking about those people. Fuck that idol. That idol is a demon, a, a self-proclaimed demon. Nigga, I don't ride with demons. When did black people start riding with demons? Homie, we got grandmothers who pray, mothers who say, son, bless your food before you eat it. When do we, so, so hear me out. So I'm looking at this and everybody is siding with King Vaughn now. What about these victims over here who nobody's shining the light on? So these people are hurting. They don't have a voice. They don't have nobody can say, man, fuck them. But they saying fuck King Vaughn because he's been accused of killing their people. So when I get the knowledge and the information that this is a killer and these are victims, nigga, I don't give a damn about no killer who bragging about killing people. Proud of killing. So let me let me finish. So when I look at King Vaughn's circumstance, I don't say it's unfortunate. I say that was a man that worked hard to die because he was woken up out of his sleep, wasn't he? He was somewhere chilling, minding his business. Somebody said, hey, there go the Kwando kid. He wake up out of his sleep to go bring hurt and harm to somebody and die. You want me to feel sorry for a man who was looking to intentionally go hurt another brother and his brother killed the killer? Nah, I don't find that unfortunate. Nah, not at all. Choices and decisions, brother. You was just delivered from jail. And you go come out to the free world after you've been given this break. You've been given this opportunity. This is an opportunity of a lifetime and you still go play killer. Okay, killer. I don't feel sorry for you. So you don't believe in the saying that, you know, um, Malcolm X at a certain age, you know, uh, he was known as a, a criminal. But as he grew older, you know, if, if people if people only judged him from that time to that age where he was you know, arrested and being accused of certain stuff, you'd have a whole different narrative than seeing the whole picture. Well, Fortunately for him, he at least lived life a little bit more that we could have seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Because what we're seeing of you right now, you know what I mean? In a roundabout way, I think you're trying to help people. Oh, uh, well, I, I, I and, do. And, uh, well, and, I, I'm glad you used that point. Malcolm had to go to prison. Just like I'm saying these niggas got to go to prison. Had Malcolm not gone to printed prison, he'd still be that street guy. He had to go to prison. You proved my point with that right there. He had to go to prison. I've heard you talk about Dirk. What's your thoughts on Dirk? Uh, I think he's a 
I think he's a tool being used for destruction by the industry. I think he's the greatest tool that white supremacy used to destroy black youth. Really? I believe that wholeheartedly. Why? Uh, the promotion of the killing. Tuka. Tuka, Tuka, Tuka. I can't get away from Tuka. Why would them white folks let them do that? Why would they let them slaughter a kid's name like that and watch so much death and destruction? So I think he's the greatest tool being used. Look at his brother died, King Fun died. All these people dying around him and not one point in time do he stop to say, man, let me keep some people alive. I can keep these people alive. See, death used to cause an impact where niggas change when they see a friend die. Something inside said, man, I want to do right for his mama. I want to do right for his kids. But I don't see that with these kids, homie. And I think Dirk is the greatest tool and agent used for white supremacy to destroy black youth in the United States of America. If Dirk is telling his story, which hip hop has been known to. I, I don't believe he's telling his story. They're, they're, they're making mockery of death as I'm doing what they're doing, but I'm doing it with their favorite rapper, King Von. That's why so many, I'm doing exactly what they're doing. Have you accepted that that might be consequence? Because I, I think when Dirk, when Dirk does it, I think some of the things that's happened, you you even alluded to some, you know, whatever, even this brother, might be some of the consequences of them lyrics. Uh, no, they really killing people. They friends are killing people. The people that killed FBG Duck was associated with Dirk. So, no, nobody's associated with me as killing anybody. Nobody's dying around me. But mocking death. Mocking uh, death ain't never killed nobody, homie. Because if mocking death did, white folk would die from when they used to mock niggas when they hang us. Nigga, they used to take niggas and skin their ears. You know what they used if that if mock and death was so real, Dirk and all them would be dead. If mock and death was so real, brother, Dirk and them would be dead. They did it for over a decade. Chief Keith would be dead. They did a it lot over of a decade. Uh, no, no, the, the, the people that's mocking it ain't dying though. The people that's mocking it is not dying. So if mock and death was real, white people wouldn't even exist the way they done us, according to history. The way they celebrate Saddam Hussein's death, the way they celebrate, they, if that was really true, then nah, I don't believe none of that to be true. So you don't believe, and because, you know, we're about to even touch on an incident that re recently just happened. Like, when you say things, that it, it, you, know, you know, in my broadcasting career, what I've learned is that there's a lot of power in the tongue. And when you speak, you got to speak with conviction. But you also, even if you're doing satire, even if you're, you know, you're being comedic, even if you're being sarcastic, you have to understand that somebody might be affected by those words and that might cause that person to do something about uh, it. For example, I spoke about rappers that, you know, when we saw each other, it was a tense situation. You spoke about Soldier Boy. Yeah, it wasn't no tense situation. What happened? Uh, because, because like, yeah, <laughs> let, let me just say this. I, I don't believe what people say comes back to them because there are some people who've been saying all the right shit all their lives, and they don't get that goodness to come back to them. So why is it the bad just come back? Why the good don't ever come back? Mm. See, that's what I don't get. Everybody, you, don't, you don't believe in karma? No, I don't believe shit, because when white people get their karma, when white people get their karma for slavery, if karma's real, when, for, for, when would President Trump get his karma for dropping that bomb over in Syria, the bomb that was called Moab, the mothers of all bombs, one of the largest bombs ever been dropped in history? Why won't, If karma was real, why do children suffer and nobody pays for it? If karma was real, how can the police kill Tamir Rice and then go get another job again? If karma was real. So I don't believe in karma. I think that's just a bunch of poor people talking. 
You mm. don't never hear rich people talk about karma. So I always poor motherfucker. Karma go get you. Man, that woman in that corner been praying for her family all her life. Why her karma ain't coming to her? She been feeding people, taking care of people. Why don't karma come to the good people? And where's good karma then? If karma is real. So to answer your question, what happened with Soldier Boy? I was asked a question about Soldier Boy in, a, in an interview about him bragging about everybody that he get into it with, his ops end up dead. As if he's, uh, well, I ain't gonna speculate why they asked the question. He, he said that very briefly after the death of Dolph. Okay, so somebody asked me about that. And I'm saying, man, I don't know this kid to be no motherfucking gangster hitman, nigga that killed nigga. There's a lot of stories about social media. Man, 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 listen, homie, I don't believe stories. You shot like five dudes. I don't believe stories. Homie. You ain't watching on Vlad? I don't believe stories. Homie. Listen, listen, listen. I shoot 12 people if they come into my house too out of fear. That don't make me a killer. That don't make me gangster. Oh, my mother would do that. Anybody would shoot a gun when people are coming to their house out of fear. But what I grew up in an institution, homie, from 1991 to 1998. It was ages 12 to 21. Everybody in there was a killer. It wasn't nobody in there for robbery. It wasn't no drug dealers. Everybody was capital murder, murder, attempted capital murder, attempted murder, aggravated sexual assault, child molestation, and arson and kidnapping. All violent offender youths. I'm a juvenile delinquent, homie, with a violent juvenile record. Nigga, I know gangsters, niggas. I know at least 50 niggas who really killed somebody, served two decades or more, so I know killers. Most killers don't start out and watch them. You, how he started out getting into the industry, being the first kid to do this. For man, killers, them, them ain't killers. You know, I, you know, I interviewed him and he told me something very interesting. He said, "Yeah, that, that, you're right. You described self-defense when people ran to his house and he shot and defended himself. Self-defense, but he said that changed him. And, and he said, if you looked at his career, he was a kid-friendly rapper, he ain't and kid, that listen, and that listen, incident listen, listen, changed him." Listen, he ain't killed nobody since. He ain't shot nobody since. Well, he I mean, been, we saw he, he, he joined a gang, like, with listen, a fruit listen, town. Listen, listen, he's from Bompton. Listen, he's not from Bompton. He went to be from Compton to play gangster because now he's dealing with the demons of having to shoot somebody. He ain't really gangster. See, see he already... Nah, homie, you don't go join gangs later in life when you really buy what you about. Well, a couple rappers did it. Man, you steady talking to me about rappers, homie. Let's talk about men, people, individual. Rappers are the most fakest, fraudish men out of the male species. Mm. Line a rapper up to a construction worker. Line a rapper up to a fast food worker. Line a worker up to a janitor. He a, he a fraud compared to any other line of employment. So we can't say a rapper is, is the comparison of what a man should be. He the weakest form of a man. Mm. So I'm guessing he saw you, he saw you give comments. Uh, well, he responded. I hadn't seen the video, but my people sent me the video yesterday. Uh, he was talking about, you know, uh, nigga, I get you killed. Uh, I slap you. So he was talking real. You ever get scared? When, 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 no, when no, 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 no. I ain't never scared of nothing, nigga. I've been ever since I was a little bitty boy. I've been bad. Michael Jackson bad. Yeah, no, nah, man. We was taught as a kid, nigga, you don't fear now, son, bitch. You fear God, my nigga. You fear God. He's the author of life and death. A nigga can shoot you nine times in the head and you can still live if God wants you to live. So that's the belief system. But now, nah, I don't know, man. I wouldn't talk like this if I was scary, homie. I, I wouldn't talk like this if I was scared. A scary nigga ain't gonna beat his brave because he got to go buy cigars and he damn sure wouldn't travel out of state with no security. So I'm standing out on College Drive outside of a shoe palace, smoking me a blunt, waiting on my partner to get some shoes. 
I see this Sprinter van stop in the middle of the street. And every nigga got out the car, reached down to tie shoes or to put on some shoes. And you can count every nigga. It, How many niggas? It was 12 niggas. Hit a line. dozen. Uh, man, a dozen niggas in a big sprinter band. It's the rolling loud. So ain't no niggas, ro- ain't no group. Were they in shape? Like, like well, with a short talk? The, the, the big yellow nigga, it was, it was about four big niggas. <laughs> it was about four big niggas. All of them taller than me and Soldier Boy. Uh, the rest of the niggas had on tank top. Few niggas had on chain. But you can tell he had the two big security niggas. They had a driver. The one big nigga stayed. So I assessed this whole situation, homie. One of the big niggas stayed in the car. The nigga with the mask had the gun. He was clutching for the gun. So Soldier Boy was telling that nigga. How you something. seeing all this like in like a split second? It's not a split second, homie. This didn't happen in no split second. You blinded one out, right? Nigga, but I still can see you right now. Yeah, but like, like you I gotta can see you. you I can see, but this is this ain't fast, homie. This ain't these is niggas who not ready to do what they say they ready to do, homie. These is niggas who stop their car. I see them stop the car. Somebody say that's Soldier Boy. I already know me and Soldier Boy got problems. He ain't in no rush to get to me. It take them niggas a minute to walk over here to me. It give me time to. I, I'm already prepared for whatever. We're we're ever thinking. Yeah, let me run. Let me get the fuck out of here, man. I ain't never thinking that. I'm saying, man, let me see what these niggas finna do because I know what I got. I know the average nigga, homie, don't know what to respond to what I'm about to put on them. I know this. I trained for this. I practiced this, nigga. I'm I'm a gun. I'm a nigga. Say I practiced this. So. We doing drills? I do. I go to the gun range, homie. Oft, I practice this, my nigga, because I ain't just drilling uh, for no rapper. I've been doing this, getting ready for whatever end of the wall kind of shit. Yeah, I'm one of them end of the wall, uh, army gun kind of people, homie. So, nah, I've been practicing and preparing this. I buy bullets. I buy guns. You I, buy railroad screws. Where'd you get that shit from? From the railroad, walking on the railroad. So, so well, you got a shit ton. I'm just watching you with all the weapons. But okay, I, okay. I guns. So, so people came home. So they didn't rush me. Yeah. They gave me time to think, to plan. So I, I already know if they get in striking distance, these niggas ain't walking up on me to talk. So I'm saying, man, let me see what these niggas go do. Okay, nigga, when they get up this close, hit they motherfucking ass with they made. You got to already be, this homie, when I go to a restaurant, I sit somewhere where something happened. I'm already thinking, okay, there go this exit door. There, I'm already, I'm a strategic nigga, homie. I'm always, I, you, I always got to be thinking, homie. Does that mean you're living in fear or no, that, that just means you're prepared? Oh, uh, did you see that white boy go kill them 10 black people in Buffalo? Yeah. You better be ready. You don't know when that's coming. You seen that white, you seen that Mexican go shoot up that school in Uvalde? Homie, we living in a time, you don't know what's going to happen. They ain't living in fear. Some That's, of those things you you, you can't but, prevent, but, though. But it ain't about preventing them. It's about being ready to respond. Mm. If you have a flat tire, don't you got an extra tire now? Yeah. Do you got a blanket just in case the car break down? Yeah. Do you got matches just in case you need to start a fire? Yeah. Well, I was you see what I'm saying? I, I, I'm thinking when I leave my house, be ready for whatever. This ain't got nothing to do with fear. This got something about making it back home. That's why most niggas don't make it back home. They are bullshit. The objective is to make it back home. Well, so, so this is a perception of rappers. And I'm wondering, when you see Soldier Boy, people usually kind of talk about rappers like they're the most violent people that walk the land. When know. you see 10 dudes in Soldier Boy hop out, are you saying, yo, all right, I'm going to do this. So you are you, you prepared in that sense, but shit, they might just beat my ass. Long before I see Soldier Boy. I'm thinking, 
Man, what if you ever got in a situation where somebody jumped on you? What would you need to defuse a situation? Mace, I teach my son this. I teach my daughter this. Anybody around me, nigga, I'm a tactical nigga. I'm a tactical <laughs> nigga. So I ain't thinking about soldier boy. I'm thinking about a Mexican, a bunch of Mexicans, a bunch of white boys, whomever, a bunch of dogs. I'm not thinking about something. I'm saying, nigga, if this happened, what would you do? That's what you got to be asking yourself, my nigga. Weren't you with people, though? Like, I wasn't with nobody. Nobody. I wasn't with nobody. I was with one other man. And all you had was Mace. And Mace. I'm down here in Miami with one other man. And the only type of the type of defense you have is Mace. Is Mace. And you knew that shit was going to work? I know it's going to work. So, okay, they start walking. I put my life on it. I try, I, I try, I've got my life on this. So they start walking over. What are you doing at that point? Because he says you you went in your girl's purse and ain't, grabbed it. Ain't, ain't no, we got the video footage. Ain't no girl got no purse. It's you see you see the video. Ain't no woman nowhere around with no purse. I'm standing there smoking a blunt. It's other people standing in the doorway. It's a little nigga look like Nipsey Hussle from L.A. I thought he was. I thought he was the nigga that called him up there, right? Because I said, "Say man, you work here, man. You smoking blunt in the door?" He said, "No, nah, I'm from L.A." And I said, "Well, shit. Why would he say that?" I said, man, you know them L.A. niggas don't like you. So he would get ready to buy some weed from a nigga. And I heard him say, nah, I got some I got some people. They for to come back up here and get me. He disappeared. So in my mind, he the one oh, called you think Soldier Boy. Oh, you think he lied yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. So I, in my mind, he the one called Soldier Boy up there. But as I began to look in hindsight, why would they get out unprepared? Why would If he, if somebody called him, why would they get out putting their shoes on? So they must have just had to spot me. Because they wasn't prepared. They had to put their shoes on, tie their shoes up. And that's where they fucked up at. It gave me too much time to logically and critically think. Now I'm critically thinking, okay, nigga, is they going to the store? Nope, they didn't turn right. They coming straight for you. Okay, it's on. Now it ain't no time to think. Now it's time to respond. Nigga. Is now, there any words exchanged? Yeah, he said, I want to talk to you. And I don't say nothing. When he say, when, when they don't all, spray that I, in I, here. I spray, listen, listen, when he say, listen, he, in, when he get right here, I let him get right enough. So he's home. in front of his entourage. They all lined up in front of me. I'm kind of in the corner, homie. They kind of got me boxed in. So I really can't, I got to run through them if I'm going to run. If I'm going to run, they got every opportunity to grab me, trip me. So I can't run. Nigga, I hit him. He right here. I get to get the whole entourage, homie. The police taught me when you spray mace, you go across the eyes and then you come back across the nose and mouth. You go, huh? Huh? How the fuck you get taught that? <laughs> what you mean? Well, I, I know law enforcement. So listen, so I hit him, huh? Come back and lean on him. <laughs> on soldier? Man, I lit him. Man, that nigga face had, man, if he was dripped in it. And it, so this is what I know. This, this just don't burn. This just don't hurt for a few seconds to a minute. You're gonna be delirious. And I've watched all them niggas. Uh, uh, man, you, you make me. Yeah, nigga. So he man, I didn't want to talk, nigga, nigga. I don't know what you niggas want to do. 12 niggas approaching me. You can hear me in the video saying it. It's some niggas had the whole video of me macing them, but they took it down. Damn. It's some niggas there on the Snapchat, homie. He got the whole video, but he took it down. So what some people got the back end of it. So nobody punched you at that point. Nobody punched. Man, we had a standout. Talking and I'm talking shit. Ain't no running, nigga. We had a standoff. I'm talking but shit. But now they wiping their eyes and shit. Now. Man, they can't. They, <laughs> at this point, they don't know what done happened. 
they bullets home. They fucked up. They didn't know what to happen. He couldn't get mad. Oh, bro, bro, you tripping. Bro, bro, you make me yell, nigga. And it's another nigga. He's so at this point, it's a nigga clutching a gun. It's a big nigga with a mask on and a hoodie. Yeah, nigga, we saw you. My nigga, so listen, so peep game. He clutching the, the burner. Soldier boy telling that nigga to do something. Do something. That nigga said, nah. That nigga said, uh-uh. I swear. So you see me in the store. So now it's some more people than Wait, so soldier's telling the guy, like, shoot him. Homie, we standing in the doorway, homie. Or the so, store. so even if you make some, you don't run. I don't run. It's a video. I can show you a video right now. It's, a, it's an aftermath video after the standout. Well, we I all I seen that. But we, it's, it's, it's a standout where we all looking at each other like they go swing. Is one nigga didn't get mace. He told me, nigga, you fucked up. We gonna get you. The the, the big nigga with the gun. So you heard me telling them, nigga. How, you see them niggas turn around peacefully, walking back. This is right range. here. This is it. Yeah. They still getting in the van, wiping their ass. You see them, homie. Me. I'm still in the store. I'm still. We just had a standoff. I didn't run. I'm giving drops because niggas said, oh, man, he just made... I'm giving drops in the store, homie, because people witnessed it. I didn't run. He, this nigga steady talking to me, saying, bro, you mace me, and you heard me in this video saying, nigga, uh, nigga, y'all tried to... Y'all, yeah, 12, you heard me saying this. Talking to him. I didn't run. And there's one nigga... I'm talking about we had a standoff, homie. I'm looking at the big nigga with the gun. I'm looking at this nigga here. Like, he go, I'm waiting on him to swing. And that nigga said, nigga, you done fucked up, nigga. Them nigga had to turn around and leave, my nigga. So you had zero fear. I had fear. to call Uber. I'm, I had got dropped off, homie. I, after that happened, I had to call Uber to come get me. So I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave. I, I had Uber. And they just left. They got Mason. They faced. What they gonna do? I made the whole crew. <laughs> Every, homie, listen. Every nigga touched some mace. And I made the innocent, my, my, my homegirl, I made her. She's standing right there. Jesus. She, she just happened to look back and got it. But all them niggas got mace. But he got drenched in it. I got him good. Oh, I got his motherfucking ass so good. I was sitting there looking at him and said, he don't know Soldier what said he ain't get mace, but I, I'm a, yo, Soldier, you know, I'm going to be very honest. I looked at your eyes, it was puffy. Say, I'm dead. Hey, it was looking puffy. Uh, right now, uh, we're, we're, we're reaching out to the corporate office to get the full video, and I promise you, you'll get it. I promise you'll be one of the first niggas I get it to. So, <laughs> I promise you, homie. You're going to see, man. This will be the first time I've ever seen any type of altercation with Soldier Boy maybe not go in his favor. It didn't go in his favor. It did not go in his man. If you you hear the people in the store saying, hey, yo, bro, your son, Charleston, just made Soldier Boy. I'm in the store. Where I'm going to run to? So if I run, why they didn't run the store and get me? Homie, they could have jumped me. It was it, after I made them, them niggas supposed to grab me. Dudes, they didn't know what to do. Because I know what this nigga, I know the weapons I got and what they do. What you, type of mace is that? This is jail bear mace. Jail bear mace? Jail bear mace. So is that like for like animals and shit too? Yeah. Yeah, listen. And it don't spray. It, you see, he said it's spray I seen back a, on it. I seen a video of it. It, it looked clumpy. It's clump, listen, and it shoot like like piss coming out of this. Like you peeing out your dick, it shoot stream straight. It don't spray. He said it blew back on me. Homie, I did a video this morning where I was on the corner on Collins Ave doing live uh, demonstration to the public, how I made Soldier Boy. I'm live on, on South Beach. Hey, y'all, come look at how I made Soldier Boy. And I was spraying the pole how far the may shoot. Now, homie, he telling a big, bold lie, my nigga, I swear. Do you feel like you got lucky in that situation? No, 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 no. Ain't no you could have got shot. Ain't no such thing. As, look, ain't, this is one thing I know about these rapping niggas. Uh, they ain't crashing out like that. 
No, no, no. They ain't they ain't crashing out like that over internet beef. Mm. They ain't crashing out like that. Well, I, I think Soulja has a lot to lose, and I, I would I would assume, and I'm and I'm glad it didn't go too far. And shit, I guess no one got hurt. I mean, oh, this, uh, he hurt. You lying to me, nigga? Listen, listen. How long I, that makes it hurt for you? Think? Uh, man, you think he hurt him today? Oh uh, yeah, he still hurt like a motherfucker. Man, you saw how puffy the boy face is, and he got a Donald Trump orange tint to him. You see how this boy got a Donald <laughs> Trump tint to his brown skin. Now, nah, man, that nigga. Now, nah, listen. Uh, it's gonna take him about two days for him to fully recuperate from from the. Oh, uh, yeah, the irritation of the eyes. Probably got to put, like, milk and shit like that. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, soothing, uh, huh? Even if you put water on it, it intensifies and burns more. So you really can't even wash it with water, homie. That nigga was fucked up. You see, this happened earlier that day. I immediately went live after it happened. I immediately called Sean Cotton and said, say, man, Soldier Boy and them just tried to jump on me, homie. We're going to have the video soon. They did this. <laughs> and then I went on live making fun of him, and they deleted my Instagram account. They did really? Yeah, they deleted my Instagram. Oh shit! I was making fun of Soldier Boy. They got me for violence. Wow. Hey, you ran into a Chicago rapper, which I'm. I remember. I think we we definitely had a misunderstanding over this yeah. because when I, I seen, I would match out and release the whole video, man. Well, that's the only video we got at first. Oh, okay. So, so, so the first video we put up is the first is the only video we had. You put out the the longer. I don't even know where you got well, it from. Well, see, this is what I did, homie. Oh. Uh, I came and done a, I done a, I, I had them find me somebody from Mississippi who had a big podcast or a channel that I could promote. Yeah. So when y'all saw me get on there saying, man, I was going to call the police. on. I was really joking. Homie. There wasn't no police there. Uh. I was doing that to promote that channel. And if you know that that channel blew up real, real, real fast. So, so what I did, I reached out to, after that happened, I woke up that morning. I didn't know I was being recorded, homie. I didn't know somebody was recording that. I didn't know that she was being recorded. Really? I didn't know, homie. If you notice, when I do the punches and I make them laugh, that was a tactic I used to look around and see who was all behind me. Nigga, I, I didn't know nobody in that room. I had just gotten off the airplane. From wait, wait, wait. I, I thought it was mostly your people in that room. I, didn't, that's, I, didn't, I only had Dewberry with me, homie. I was in there by myself, me and Anthony Dewberry from Dallas. We didn't know one person. Really? I had just got picked up. I just got picked up from the airport. So how'd you bump into him? Did, uh, was well, it by they, choice? No, they well, it was it was it was it was staged for me to do. It was staged for that to happen. Yeah, they set that up, but they didn't know how I was go respond, right? It was supposed to be a setup to make it look good for Breezy, but they don't they don't know I'm really who I am. They think I'm a nigga just talking, homie. They don't really know I'm I really stand on this shit. So what happened, homie? They they booked me, they booked me for a movie premiere. That 600 Breezy was in the movie. I don't know this. I'm thinking I'm going. So it was a great movie premiere, man, uh, called Double Crosses. So uh, when I get there, they pick me up from the airport. Uh, he make a phone call. I heard a guy say, hey, man, uh, shit, they want to get something to eat. Uh, but shit, he don't want nothing to eat. He just wants some weed. It's okay, okay we go bring him to the hood. So I'm thinking, well, shit, man, y'all ain't going to take me by the hotel? Wait, did it say they pick you from the airport and said they're about to bring him to the hood? Yeah. I would have got out. So, uh, well, in my mind, I'm thinking that, but, you know, uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. Once you're here, homie, it is what it is. Once you fly somewhere, it is what it is. So that's what I tell myself. So as we going over there, we get to the hood. Uh, they waiting on us. It's, you know, it's pull up. This nigga standing outside waiting on us, but it's a friendly wait. Do you see 600 Breezy there? Yeah, but I don't know it's him. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he, I don't know these niggas, huh? Yeah. So let me show you how this goes. So I get introduced to some some OGs, some old old niggas in their 50s and their 60s. We take some pictures. So as I go up into the house, uh, we're in a, in a nigga hood hood in a spot, in a nigga spot. So 600 Breezy sitting on the porch. The producer 
Say, hey, man, I want to introduce 600 Breezy. It don't dawn on me who it is. Me and this nigga shake hands. Hey, what's up with it, homie? I walk past him. It don't dawn on me that this is. So y'all dap up before. We dap up as Ooh. I walk in the house, homie. We dap up. Right? As I walk in, we dap up. So when I go in the house, it's a house full of niggas. Niggas getting their haircuts. Niggas, it's, 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 it's what that is, right? If you look around and see on the counters, you see, man, I'm in a spot. I ain't in no, no. I don't know a soul here. If something would have happened, I don't know not one nigga name. And you only with one person. I only know I only showed up with one person, my, my childhood partner, Dewberry. So, nigga, when, when we go in, I'm rolling me up some weed. Next thing you know, I see this tall nigga, you know, little size on him come stand in front of the counter in front of me and said, uh, shit, what's your problem with, with Chicago? It ain't done on me. What's going on? You know, I'm seeing nigga. Well, I, my problem is the niggas on, online with that Chicago shit. I ain't got no problem with a nigga online representing Chicago. Well, what's your problem with King Von? Nigga, I got a problem with this nigga kill nigga. Well, you go keep King Von. I ain't gonna keep nobody's name out. You go who, stop. Who, who's saying this to you? 600 Breezy. Oh, so you still don't even you don't even know really who that is nah, at that point nah. still. So, but he but, but but I I pick up now by the questions. Is, is he is he getting aggressive? Nah. Is, is his voice well, kind of? Well, well, he talking the the you know he got yeah, the bravado yeah. in this, but you know I'm I'm letting him. Is, is it? Are, are you feeling like oh he's pressing me, Man, or you just feel like this is a regular he, comment? But I feel like it's a regular comment because he's asking questions. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. And you know he trying to act like he talking tough, but I know that's the for the crowd, right? I know that's for. So I don't know how this fit to go. I don't know none of these niggas, homie. I don't know if this is set up or not, homie. But I'm 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 standing on what I stand on. So he telling me, you go keep King. I don't know. I ain't homie. Well, you make money. Nigga, I never made no money off King Von. Well, you said you did. I said a bunch of shit online. Nigga, I'm a lying motherfucker online, nigga. Yeah, I said a whole bunch of shit online. Nigga, I done said I raped white bitches. So that's where that conversation yeah. come from. Oh. So that's where you hear me say, oh, nigga, I done said I raped white bitches too online. I said a whole bunch of shit online, nigga. Which, by the way, is false, right? Yeah, nigga, you think they going to let me get this big if I ever rape somebody? You think yeah. they going to still let me speak at college, universities, schools? Nigga, I just done a presentation with Tuka Mama, FBG Doug Mama, Dallas County District Attorney's Office, a real juvenile judge, a Republican judge, by the way. So you think them people going to do that with me, homie, and I done, done that? Come on, homie. Mm, okay, okay. Hey, come on, let's, let's, who, they done Bill Cosby for something I, he done. <laughs> listen, they got Bill Cosby for something he done in the 70s. Do you think they wouldn't get a nigga like me talking? He killed white people and I rape white women. Come on, they would have been got me. I, I really got that from. I think you and Wack were going back and forth. And man, he, they would have been got me, homie. Yeah, they yeah. would have been produced a woman, somebody. At, at this point, as big as I've become, as many people as I've offended. Come on, yeah. yeah. But I say that shit to to show you that y'all don't let the rapper say anything. Mm, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. So I went. So I did that to point all the all the lyrics homie that really promote rape and rap R rap is really a rape culture it promotes it uh they promote having sex slaves they really promote the shit that they found in r kelly studios but they don't but for some reason they get these passes homie to mm. put molly's and girls drinks and she don't even know it uh yeah yeah and that's a whole bunch of shit that they get passes for that the average working man will never get daddy will never get Uncle will never get. Nigga, DMS can smoke crack till he die. A nigga down his uncle for the rest of his life, nigga, because he used to smoke crack. So, so, so you're telling 600 Breezy, yo, I say a lot of shit online. It don't, it don't necessarily mean. No, nah, I ain't telling him nothing. I say, nigga, I'm going to keep talking about King Von. Well, you making money off his name. Nigga, I ain't never made a dollar off his name. Nigga, I talk on a non-monetized YouTube channel, nigga. My, I demonetize my YouTube channel. 
So I ain't made no money, but I do make money off this shit. But I don't make no money talking about now Chicago, nigga, nigga. Mm. So that's what I'm letting them know. Well, you said, nigga, I say a bunch of shit, nigga. Fuck what I say. So at this point, I'm saying, nigga, I come from an era where we don't do all that. We go do, do, do. So I'm saying, I'm letting everybody know in the room we can fight. If you've been in jail, you know what I'm doing. And it also give me an opportunity to check the temperature of the room. So you hear me crack a joke, and then I slap hands with somebody. It's a little nigga on the side I slap yeah. hands with. I'm checking the room to see, kind of trying to fit it out. So now it give me an opportunity to look. I really don't see the nigga back there with the phone. See, I'm blind in this eye. I just shirt, I scammed the room. So I really don't see this nigga in this corner. That's why all the video footage is from behind me. You don't mm. see no footage on side. All the video footage is behind me. They sneaking and recording me. So, so, so we leave. Well, well it, it, he, so he didn't press you like, listen, listen, I'm like, going to give you a pass. He didn't say none of that, homie. He didn't say I'm going to put hands on you, none of that. Homie, we in the trap in the hood. If if hands go be, what's stopping you from putting, nigga, ain't no, who going to call the police in this spot? Who going to call, nigga, service? Who going to call the police here? Nigga, we could have went in the front yard or the backyard. 600 Breeze is a big motherfucker, though. Nigga, I done thought, nigga, fighting ain't got nothing. To, it's the heart. It ain't the size of the dog, homie. It's the heart in the fight of the dog. And nigga, I'm a nigga with weapons. You niggas just coming up. No, <laughs> nigga, I got weapons. You had the mace on you? Man, I got all kind of shit on me. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so we had this conversation. He talking, yeah, well, yeah, man, you know, I'll catch you in the streets. We'll do this. Well, nigga, we in the streets now. Why I got to be later? So we leave, go get dressed, and get ready for the movie premiere. Now, when I get to the movie premiere, uh, my publicist and my team had a private security staff at the movie premiere. Not in the, not in the hood. So when I get to the movie premiere, yeah, in public, I got a private security team. But nigga, it wasn't no problem. One of the best movie premieres I went with. So, yeah. so was Breezy there at the movie premiere, yeah, too? He was there at the movie premiere. He sat right there. Listen, me and Breezy hung out with each other that whole weekend. <laughs> you lying. We, we, I went live in the club showing me and Breezy partying together, homie, that weekend on my YouTube channel. I'm live talking to Murder Pain. Nigga, Breezy right there. You can see him on the camera. I went. I even went and talked to him, homie. So this is what happened, right? So that next morning, I woke up. I'm live on YouTube bragging about how well the, the thing was. I don't even talk about 600 Breezy. So when I when I get off the live, I, I look and see someone uploaded the video. But they just uploaded that one clip. Yeah, that's the only clip that... Breezy checks Charleston. Yeah, yeah. So I, I said, oh, man, why would they do that, homie? I didn't even, so I called the producers to say, homie, why would they do that, homie? Make it like the nigga check me, homie. Y'all know the nigga didn't do that, homie. So uh, he called to try to find out who, 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 you know, who done it. We got together. Uh, they sent me the whole video so we can release the whole video to really show what happened. So rather than me trying to make it look like, uh, you know, like I hold 600 Breezy, homie, I want it to be a win-win for everybody, homie. I said, since it happened here in Mississippi, homie, find me somebody that got a YouTube channel where we can help launch their YouTube channel. Uh, and that's where the film Minotti channel came in. So I went on there. You know, did a little line. Yeah, I was gonna call the police, went in character, and painted a picture to make it look funny. Rather than coming out and saying, Man, that nigga didn't check me, homie. And that I told that nigga, nigga, I'm willing to die behind. So when you saw the video, you saw my stance. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 and I agree. I think the full video, it, it should look opposite. You know what I mean? It looked yeah. like you was just standing your ground. 
you now you you would call the police in certain situations, uh, right? Because because I, I've heard that the whole well, bit yeah, on yeah. you said we need some strong snitches, man. If yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. do something, uh, to you. yeah, yeah, I want to call the police. So if I kill you, I get a no bill. Yeah, yeah, if you threaten me, yeah, I want to go tell the police you threaten me, and when I'm out in public, me and you see each other, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah, because it's a stand your ground state. You cannot threaten nobody in a stand your ground state. But even beyond that, though, for example, like um, King Yella, you, yeah. you you called his probation officer, his uh, PO, or whatever. No, no, I didn't. I called. I called. Or a, you attempted to call. I called an unknown area that he live in. He's on federal probation. I called a state probation, and the state probation said, "Hey, he's no longer on probation. He got off in twenty twenty. Something, something last year of May. That's when he went to federal prison. But do you think you're doing too much? Like, for example, which was it was no, funny. No, 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 no. Listen, if you threaten me, don't threaten me, homie. You no. can't threaten me. I'm gonna go. Call this person didn't threaten you. Yeah, did he threaten to slap me? No, no, no not King L, not King L. I heard. I don't know if you went through with it, but you were like, man, this was after Young Thug was rapping about possibly being suicidal in jail, and you say, you know what? I'm gonna give a call down there to make sure that they're 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 they're, they're taking care of him. And making sure that his suicidal thoughts get addressed. Do you think that might be doing too much? Oh, uh, do you know how hard it is to get through a jail? To even talk to somebody to take you serious? To even, do you know how hard it is to get through a jail and actually get somebody on the phone and say, "Hey, I want to." They go say, "Well, who are you to him? I'm just somebody." Want click? People gotta stop. This is bullshit. What the internet is bullshit. You cannot call a jail. You cannot call a probation officer and get a nigga locked up. You have to call and press charges, and then the, the charges. Uh, you can't do that, homie. But the people don't know this, so I play on the ignorance of the people. They hmm. really think you can call and put somebody in jail on a probation officer. So what I did, when you look up probation departments in, in, in Las Vegas, they're going to give you seven different motherfuckers. How you know which one to call? You don't even know it's the probation officer name. Well, it's Simone Lewis. Uh, sir, but you might want to call Crime Stoppers. Man, I'm playing on the internet. Mm. Hey, and, I, and I play on the phone to play on the internet. Mm, okay, you you did mention certain shit about uh, Young Thug though, like yeah. and and his whole case, the whole white self thing. Yeah. Um. What do you? Some people feel like it's an attack on rap. Uh, I don't think it's an attack on rap when them people got over fifty shootings in Atlanta that's tied to them niggas. How's attack on rap when he just buried his baby mama? How's an attack on rap when they got real footage, audio footage, audio recordings of this nigga saying, "Man, y'all niggas must have got soft. Y'all ain't killed them niggas yet." How that's an attack on rap. Maybe maybe black people are fed up in Atlanta, homie, with millionaire niggas being gangster. Maybe black people are tired of their kids getting killed in Lennox Mall. You know, a kid did get killed in Lennox Mall last Christmas. No one really spoke about it. Maybe it's an attack on... on one thing I'm, I'm, I'll meet you in the middle with is that I think there's a propaganda saying that it's just lyrics. Like, oh, they're getting targeted for lyrics. I think there's a little bit more than, listen, than just listen, lyrics. Listen. When, when when you guys say it's a little bit more, how many more people have to die behind these niggas? Everybody know in Atlanta, Young Thug is a stepper, homie. You think the police don't know? We If we know, you think they don't know? Well, well I'm thinking, well, maybe Young Thug back in the day, but Young Thug is a millionaire now. Homie, they got recent recordings. You think these people just making this up? They got this man a millionaire. They done denied Kevin Lyles giving up all this money. Do you think them people just go make it up, homie, just to be getting a millionaire nigga on drugs? He don't pose a threat to no white supremacy. 
He don't pose a threat to nothing the government does. Why would they go after him just to be going after him? They got over, they got evidence that ties them to over 50 shootings, at least 20 some homicides. They got evidence homie, in recordings in people telling it. So how can you say, and we say as black people, this is an attack on us. When are we going to attack what's attacking us then? If this is an attack on us, why isn't nobody of reputable character coming out defending them? Let me ask you a question. Let's say some of these things have some credence and, and could be possibly true. Explain to me why someone who comes from the background like Young Thug would become a millionaire where he he's he's helping. He could financially could do whatever he wants. Flying private jets, living in mansions, changing hundreds of people's lives. Why would that person even still want to be close to uh, same way Pablo Escobar, John Gotti, Sammy the Bull, same way those But they, they made they made their living off of crime. Uh, like he, like uh, well, Pablo uh, he, Escobar. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he did too. Uh uh Young Thug did not make his whole living off rap lyrics. He made his whole living off gangsterism. Selling gangsterism, homie. Mm. So, so when Lil Wayne tour bus was getting shot up, but Bob, when they were saying, "Man, Young Thug," you now you think we just supposed to ignore that? He, when he became a millionaire, they was millionaires do this stuff. We see it all the time huh? with Young Thug, black youngster. We see these niggas, homie. They the dumbest people in the world. They're not the smartest individuals just because they're millionaires. These are poor guys who overnight come with overnight success that the industry give these niggas money, nigga, to propagate this gangster shit. And so what happens is they get caught up into the characters and they get caught up into the lyrics, homie. They live in these lyrics. What do you mean the character? The character of a rapper. YSL. Young Thug. He never became community guy. He never became the nigga. He still was gangster, even in the community, giving back. He wasn't giving back in the name of a good man. By the way, I, I think it's interesting. Recently, they announced that there's going to be two more indictments. Lil Baby has been doing the most community work I've ever seen since oh. then. Do you think it's, it might be too late for certain, like, you know, individuals? Because I think people are trying to clean up now. They know that this, this DA is not playing around. Everybody's trying to clean up. So, so, so if everybody's trying to clean up, then why would we even think that this is an attack on rap? Because if it's an attack on rap, we don't have to clean up. We fight back. If you're attacking me, I don't have to clean up nothing. I fight back with what I do. This is what I do. You notice every time I need something, I go to Holland about the community work I do. I go back to what I really do. Like, I really help kids. I really work in the community because I really do that. Whenever there's some pressure, I go back to what I really do. This I really do this. So if you really do this, why you have to clean up? I don't have to clean up. Nobody's dying around me. I've never buried a friend to gun violence. Never in my life. I've never buried a friend to gun violence. I've never lost a friend to being shot and killed. I don't know nobody that's been shot and killed, huh? Mm. A friend. Ain't nobody around me dying. I don't know death. Dude, what do you think is going to happen with Young Thug? He going to jail as he should. You think he should? Yeah, I think he should. He's facing probably 10 to 15. He need about 10. He need about 10. Some people say he could get up to 20. Well, if they he deserve it, but he need about 10. What do you think about Gunner? Gunner's one of those people, I think most people say, 
he might have just been one of those guys who just didn't hop out the car type uh, of shit. Cho- choices and decisions. You made a choice to get in the car with those guys, so you have to pay too guilty by association. Our parents taught us that. Our parents taught you us. You don't believe in the wrong place, wrong time? No, 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 no. Our parents taught us you can be caught in the wrong place in the wrong time with the wrong people. It's about choices and decisions. Who you choose to hang out with. This ain't about nothing else, homie, but what you choose to do. Your choices and your decisions. That's what's affecting your life more than anything. And you, that's what I think we fail to teach these rapping niggas. Nigga, this is your choices. You're, you need to be held accountable, and we don't hold these niggas accountable. Somebody said this to me, and this is another popular rapper. I just won't name him because he said to me privately. He said, listen, this is what's going on in Atlanta, and I want to hear your opinion on this. He said, listen. Well, actually, I could say his name because he even said it on record. 21 Savage did say this. He said, well, you're in a catch-22. If you come up out the hood, right? And you basically say, man, I don't want nothing more to deal with y'all niggas. I already made it. I'm good. They call you a sellout. Now, if you employ certain people who come from the neighborhoods you come from, you keep them around. Granted, you're not responsible for everything they're doing, but you're trying to help them in certain type of ways. Now, there's a connection to you, and the law enforcement is going to look at it like you're funding anything illicit or criminal they're doing, which gets you caught up. So what do you do? uh, Most time, because most rappers are doing things criminal. They don't want to admit it. Why is it? It's just the gangster rappers. It ain't. It ain't nobody else. Man, you uh uh uh. Post Malone ain't having these problems. The white boy Jack Harlow ain't having these problems. Drake ain't having these problems. But they weren't born like in the hood, homie. But but what do being born in the hood got to do with anything? Why is that the excuse? I know plenty of people who have made it out the hood and they didn't help their people to be criminals. See what the rapper does. He go get his homeboys and get him a gun rather than getting them a security company to get their license. So they catch cases. They worried about if I make it out the hood, they call me a sellout. Who cares about they calling you a sellout? Who you niggas living for? I'm trying to get out the hood for the betterment of my children. Nigga, when I reach back into the hood, I'm going to get my mama, I'm going to get my sister, I'm going to get my niece, I'm going to get my nephew, I'm going to get my homie with a business idea. They reaching back to get the nigga that still want to sell dope. So, of course, he going to get you caught up. They reaching back to a nigga, all he want to do is fuck all the hoes because he hang with you. They ain't reaching back getting the business minds. They ain't reaching back, nigga, paying for no college education to make sure a kid's future is secure. They reaching back to go get criminals, homie. Do you think Young Thug's a bad person? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a bad person, homie. When his baby mama died, homie, and he was online talking about broke people shouldn't have kids, I knew every bit of that man was a bad person. Because why don't you pull away? You just lost one of your children's mother, my nigga. Pull away. How much, what more... How, what else do you need to get your attention as a, as a person, as a man, and, and life is going good or, or life is going bad? What has to happen to make you say, I want to be better. I want to do something different. Maybe I'm not living right. When do a nigga wake up in the mirror and look and say, man, I'm, I'm fucked up. Don't you give him credit? Like uh, 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 over a year ago, before he got locked up. Him and Gunner went to the jail and bailed out like about 50 people who just didn't have the funds to, you know, um, who were locked up on petty charges, didn't have the funds to pay bail. What what did, what purpose did that serve? Well, he helped people at least get back home to their families. What what purpose does that serve? How you know you didn't help him to go back home to jump on his wife again? You just going to go bail people out of jail. 
you just put money on a situation, but what resource is that? That's not a resource. You hadn't fixed nothing just because you bailed somebody out of jail. You hadn't fixed nothing. Why not get an attorney to get the cases resolved? Because most people don't have proper defense. Hmm. Fuck getting me out of jail. I still got to, I'm now I'm on bond stipulation. Now I still need help. Why not get me out of jail and point me to some services? You think somebody is going to tell in that case? I think a lot of people are, are yeah, questioning yeah, I think, that. I think all people have, I think people have, are already told. Uh, I think Atlanta black population is fed up. Really? Uh, you saw what happened over the All Star weekend, homie. They had a, they had a, they had a, they had historic murders that weekend. By the way, I've heard that Atlanta is starting to go in the realm of competing with Chicago That's when it comes to about. you know just murders or shootings per capita. Yeah, and 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 not only this, homie. People tired of the rich niggas acting like rich niggas. What do you mean? Where all the rich niggas go, that's for problems. Get away from the rich niggas and get away with just go around rich people. Nobody dies. Nobody's fighting. There's no gunshots. It's only with the rich niggas. The rich nigga concerts, the rich nigga parties, the rich niggas events, the rich nigga houses, the rich nigga arenas, the rich niggas' environment. That's where niggas dying at, because the poor niggas trying to go hang around with the rich niggas. And the rich niggas act just like the poor niggas. Mm. The rich niggas act just like the poor niggas. So, when you understand class and the social class system, why would you want these young thugs over here with Martha Stewart? Why would you want these young thugs at Disneyland? Why would you want these young thugs at the Super Bowl? Why? Somebody's going to die. With, they, with the demographics that they come, somebody's going to die. Do, do you think out of any of these rappers, do you think we'll ever see a rapper publicly testify and quote-unquote snitch? We've seen 6 9 do it. Well, do you think we'll see another one? And, yeah, and, yeah, I, and yeah. I wonder what you think about uh, 6 9 Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, 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 it's a whole bunch of them do it. 6 9 told us they do it. 6ix9ine told us they do it. We just don't want to believe it because it's something about this generation of idol worshipers. These people can do no wrongs in the eyes of the fans and the people who idolize them. But 6ix9ine came before us and said, man, I did this, I did this, and they do it too, and we dismiss it. What do you think about 6ix9ine? Uh, uh, I think he's brave. Really? Yeah, I think he's brave. Uh, That's the first time I ever heard somebody say that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think, I think he's brave. I think he's courageous, uh, and, and I think he really than most people won't admit. Why do you say that? Uh, uh, the guy's been the most honest, o uh, open, a uh, rapper that I've seen, uh, in 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 my lifetime, and you know, with, with admitting his flaws, uh talking about the things that happened to him from the streets to him being kidnapped, being robbed, set up by a friend, nigga sleeping with his baby mama, and, and niggas standing on that as saying, nigga, I ain't done nothing wrong. Y'all would have done it too. Most people under the pressure that he's under would have caved in. Uh, they couldn't have the same level of, of confidence that I see him with. I mean, it's mm. He still got that confidence, homie, of a, of a, yeah, yeah, no, nah, he still got that confidence, and I admire that in him. Uh, you talking about me against the world? That's 6'9". Him against the world. 
and and and, and nigga, uh, uh, he representing how he's supposed to be representing. He don't feel sorry about nothing. He shouldn't. Would you? Would you? Could you be friends with someone like that? Goddamn right, I could, nigga. He had all the reason. In my mind, he ain't done nothing wrong. Really? Yeah, no, nah, nigga. You go against me, I go against you. You're Do you, you don't believe in a street code? No, I don't believe in no street code. There's no honor amongst these. It's never been. It's never been. It's never been honor amongst these. Why? Why are we trying to believe that now, nigga? Sammy the Bull to turn. The mafia, the coastering man. Come on now, homie. You mean to tell me these weak motherfuckers who don't even have the codes that they have? We want people who just left their mama house at 12, 13, 14 years old to uphold these heart and street codes. We want kids to do this at 13 and 14, and they've never been taught street codes. Most of these niggas were fed properly, uh, burped right, and, 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 and slept on clean sheets. And the niggas that didn't, they wasn't taught street shit. We want to learn street shit from our culture, homie, because our culture propagates this street bullshit by way of hip hop, by way of rap music, by way of entertainment, by way of movies, uh, by way of blogging. We propagate this shit, right? We make it look appealing uh, until somebody we know dies. But until that point, it all looks appealing. So what 6ix9ine did, uh, he, he made real gangster rappers not look so appealing. Mm. He snatched the covers off of him. You're, you're one. I, I like when you talk about this point, but maybe I think people usually say your examples go too far. You talk about the character of a rapper. You, you went to Nipsey Hussle's funeral, yeah. and I and I heard you talk about the story of uh, I believe Irmis. That's his Irmis, real name, yeah. and um, you felt it was your uh, desire or need to tear down the image or the character. Yeah. Of of the rapper, why? Uh, and, and what is your connection, even like even with the the, the well, Nipsey uh, I went, situation? I, I went with the Rolling Sixties, homie. Uh, you know, I, I met a guy from L.A. Uh, you know, they embraced me real real tough, and so uh, I went. Uh, I I developed a good relationship with those guys out there. Uh, I went to the funeral, not knowing who Nipsey Hustle was. Nipsey wasn't big before he died, homie. And I was living in L.A. at the time. Uh, we didn't really know about Nipsey in, in, in Dallas and Fort Worth, you know, outside of the gang culture. He was starting to rise uh, amongst the real, amongst people, right, the fans. So the celebration, I'm saying, man, we, it's Nipsey hustles everywhere. Why are they just celebrating this guy? So uh, I had an opportunity to go to the funeral. So I went to the funeral uh, with, with the intentions on, on, on learning about Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle. When I got to the funeral, the music was playing. Staples Center was like a concert, homie. Niggas smoking weed. But it's a funeral. Really? Man, niggas, I'm talking about, nigga, it's like a concert. I'm looking, I'm on the floor. I'm looking up in the Staples Center, man, all the fans up there, the lights. Man, you smell the weed in the air. They playing the music. It's the cussing. But it's a casket down there, homie. I sit catty corner to the family so I can see the celebrities in the family, so I can see facial expressions. I start hearing about Irmis. I was able to separate the two at the funeral. All of us who was there smoking weed, we was fans for Nip, but the family was bearing Irmis. Now, I don't know nothing about Irmis, 
I'm smoking weed because I'm there as a fan or whatever, homie. But I wasn't there for Irmis. He ain't know that nigga. But I'm getting high. I'm disrespecting this, this, this time, right? When that seven-year-old kid, uh, Lauren, uh, Lil Wayne's son, got up and he said, Last night, Irmis came to me in a dream, and he was in heaven. Oh, shit, I put that out. Because now my convictions, man, what the fuck is this kid saying? He came to an Irmis, and his voice was so, so, it, man, it was, you can't even explain it. So he's telling you that he met Irmis last night in a dream, homie. And he said, what's up, killer? And he told me he was all right. So this kid is saying this, and it hit my spirit. I said, man, them people mourning Irmis. Nigga, we here for nil. So I started paying attention to what his mother said, Farrakhan, Stevie Wonder, uh, Anthony Hamilton, his brother. So now, nigga, I'm listening. So I walk away saying, man, we wrong. We worship these characters, these idols, but they're only mere men. Uh, and that's who them people buried, Irmas. Lip, Nip, Nip is living forever with the fans. Long live Nip. His family ain't saying that. But I've heard you say, you, you say the, the, the phrase like, fuck Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, 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 I did, man. Fuck Nipsey Hussle, homie. I'm, I, 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 I want to uplift Irmas because I believe Nipsey. You could do both. No, no, you can't. You can't. You can't because both don't die. The rapper lives forever by way of his music. The man dies. The children, the mother, the brothers, they don't call for nip. We call for nip. Man, them people cry. Them people cry for Irmas. Ain't nobody. Them people ain't missing morning nip. Them people crying for Irmas because they took and lost something great. Nigga, they can play nip if they want to hear nip and feel nip. Nip throwing up 60s, cuz. I'm going to turn all these bitches into lesbians. You think he meant that for his daughter? No, Irmish did not mean that for his daughter. But Nip said it in a song. They're not the same people. Because if they're the same people, when Earl Simmons fell back to doing drugs and getting high, and people were seeing him in Arizona, and they was laughing at him and making memes about him, nigga, they wasn't uplifting DMX then. They were laughing at him, homie. Because he had to go back and be Earl. He couldn't be DMX. He couldn't be that, homie. He had to go be Earl. And they laughed at him, talked about him. As soon as he died, all of a sudden, it's DMX, DMX. He got an album coming out. What if that album would have came out while he was struggling? What if he could have got that same love that he got when he was dead? Maybe that could have pushed him past addiction. But he didn't get that love, my nigga. He got it when he died. Just like Every great man, every good man, he don't never get his rewards till he land in that casket, but he won't never hear it. He won't never hear it. So why we wait till they die to tell them how great they were? So now, nigga, let's, let's tell me about Irmish. I'm still waiting on a motherfucker to tell me King Von real name so I can honor the kid. I don't give a fuck about that rapper. Tell me his real name. Tell me something. Was he good in school? Could he play basketball? Could he play football? What kind of dad? Tell me, give me that nigga real name, homie. So I can uplift the man and not that fucking rapper. Do you believe in uh, like uh, afterlife? Because I've, I've I've heard you said yeah. that death should be a celebration, not a morning. Yeah, yeah I, I believe in afterlife. Uh, I believe we all go somewhere uh, based on what we did between that birthday and that death day. So you believe in heaven and hell? I don't. I don't believe in heaven and hell. I believe we go somewhere. 
or it could. I don't know what the. But what, what if, if it's behavior based? Well, I don't believe it's behavior based. Uh, I believe it's intent based. What was the intent of your heart? Because you can do wrong and still be right, nigga. You mm. can steal and you can steal because you hungry and be right. Man, I'm hungry. I ain't hurt nobody. I just took some food. But if you out hurting people, homie, do you wake up to hurt people? Do when you do wrong, do you feel bad? When you do wrong to a person, do you feel bad? If you lie, do you feel bad? If you steal, do you feel bad from a person, homie? That's what determines who's good and who's wrong. Nigga, when you do wrong, what do you feel? So if you hurt somebody, you mean you can hurt people and sleep at night? I can't. Not if I think I'm wrong. Say, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't. Not if I think I'm wrong. I don't even done it here on the internet. Man, I'm wrong. Man. When I think I'm wrong, I'm wrong, homie. And I ain't no butts, but I, I'm wrong. Uh, two days ago was the anniversary of Pop Smoke's death. Um, ra- there's a long list of rappers which kind of become, you know, you know, mythicized, you know, um, I don't want to say creatures, but just entities yeah. in music, you know, from Tupac, Biggie, you know, Juice World, you know, um, XXXTentacion. Um, what do you feel about those particular rappers? You know, uh, a famous quote back in the day was, you know, dead rapper gets gets more pro- promotion. Um, do, do you feel like the music industry's helping lead to their death? You know, Jim Jones even said, being a rapper is the most dangerous profession. Talked to French Montana like two weeks ago. He agreed. Uh, no, nah, being, being a rapper is not the most dangerous profession. Uh, we do not see rappers die every day. We do not see rappers die every day. Rappers are dying by choices and decisions. This ain't no hazardous pay. This ain't no hazardous job. No, nah, no, nah, I mean, rappers ain't in danger. They ain't in danger. Even niggas that rapping by killing each other, they ain't in danger. It's the people that live in their neighborhoods in danger that take sides. But the rappers aren't in danger. We are not watching rappers die. So you don't think, for example, little TJ just got shot like seven times reportedly. You don't think that people are looking at rappers like, let's target these guys. Nope. These guys are rich. They're flowing money. Most let's of them tra- aren't rich. Most, most, most rappers are not rich. Most rappers are, 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 are underpaid whores by whatever manager that's fucking them, by whatever record label that own them. They are not rich. Most of their families are still struggling. Most of their mothers are still in the hood struggling. So let's just keep that clear. Nobody's targeting these niggas, homie. This is all choices and decisions. What you choose to rap about, who you choose to hang with, and where you choose to go. That's what I always got. This ain't nobody's targeting these niggas. Everybody I already know that this is they go die at this club. They go shoot at this event. Nobody's targeting them. This is predicted behavior. All you have to do is look at past actions to be able to dictate future behavior. Look at the past actions of these niggas. It's like these niggas is rapping, starting out rapping poor to get the money to crash out. It looked like that's the only reason they want the money is to start out poor, rap to get the money, only to crash out being gangster. 
there's no real future plans for a rapper. So it's not the most dangerous job. Because most of these niggas really ain't rappers. They don't have no content. They don't have no no YouTube channel. They most of these niggas aren't rapping. Do you think that this is a what French also did say? He said this is the most dangerous time. Well, well, these are the realest rappers. For example, when when I was younger, I used to really think that man, it sounded like Fifty Cent and they were doing a shootout every day. I'm listening to the music. I'm like they're living a dangerous life. When I hear people talk about now how rappers are giving it up, they're like, these rappers are the realest versions of what their music is saying. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. These are the most fakest rappers. Because the average rapper who rapping, he ain't no killer. He ain't killed nobody. He ain't shot nothing. He just in there in that booth talking. It's his entourage, the shooters that he got the, the stories from. But the nigga rapping with the microphone, he ain't the realest one rapping. That nigga making up shit. If you talk to the guys who've been to federal prison, been on USP yards, if you talk to the guys who grew up in state prison, you find out that the rappers is the whole-ass niggas in the bunch out of everybody. He a whole-ass nigga compared to the football player. He a whole-ass nigga compared to the forklift driver. The rapper is the whole out of the black male species. Mm. He the whole ass. Nobody respects the rapper in the community, homie. He the whole ass nigga everybody laugh at. He the nigga getting punked by his friends. Everybody know the rapper is the pussy. Nobody takes him serious but other rappers. Nigga, when them nigga come back to the neighborhood, them niggas ain't big dogs. I don't know now, no rapper nigga that run this neighborhood. Not one. I don't know one no, I don't know one rapper, homie, that got influence in this city. Where if he say something, the city get with him. Now, nah, nigga, most of them niggas got to check in. How they real? I don't, when I see a nigga rapping first thing, I think that nigga Mark, he a fraud. That's why I talk to the rappers the way I talk to him. Mm. I don't respect yeah, him. But, but some of these dudes, you probably think was think, about no, it. I like think, I don't think no rapper real, homie. You don't think Pusha was real? No. Hey, what? No, nah, I don't think Pusha was real. He might be too real. He was doing. Well, he didn't well, kill nobody. See, I, listen, he, he shot somebody. He accidentally shot somebody shooting at the ground, man. That nigga ain't shit. He didn't point that gun at nobody and shoot. It, wait, well, during another thing, he shot somebody in the ass. Man, you know, man. He hopped out of McLaren, shot somebody man, in the they ass. They was just shooting. You shot a video. Nigga, I know, nigga, you don't shoot. Nigga, I'm going to shoot you in the ass and keep on shooting. If that's the case, we don't jump in the car. Nah, homie, man, I done grew up with all the niggas and kill. I spent my whole teenage life, 14 or 21, with niggas who killed their mothers and their fathers. Nigga, I played basketball with niggas who killed six-month-old babies, kicked them in the head. I know a nigga who killed his sister because he couldn't go to Six Flags. Nigga, I grew up with killed children who killed, played with them, cried with them, laughed with them, became friends with them. I know killers, and I know them now that they grown. 20, 30 years later, we still friends. Nigga done killed two people. This nigga three people. This nigga stabbed his next door neighbor white girl 93 times when he was 12 years old. I know killers, homie. So nah, homie, these niggas ain't what they think they is. They damn sure ain't what they pretending to be. Mm. Why'd you get into it with uh um Bandman Kevo? That was one of the... I didn't uh, get into it with Bandman Kevo, man. I just thought Kevo... Uh, yeah, keep well, you you put some fake rumors on saying that he got a BBL. Like, he did uh, get a BBL. No. Yeah, man, what you mean? That nigga said it himself. He got no. a he got a stomach BBL. No. He got it on his belly. He got the Brazilian butt lip on his belly. No. Hey, man, how he get that? He said he got the six pack himself. 
You know a lot of rappers is doing that, right? Man, why you keep telling me about these rappers? Man, they take dick too. They fuck punks with transsexuals. Everybody know that about the rappers. Homer, these niggas done suck dick and all kind of things. They puppy put that dick on them there. So we don't we as 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 a, as a standard of man, as a standard of men, we don't compare ourselves to rappers just because the rapper did it. Man, them niggas take some dick. That don't mean yeah, yeah, no. Nah. But he said it himself, homie, and ain't nothing wrong with it. Okay, so, so, so you don't find nothing right. He was he said he got I, millions yeah. and he's trying to look good for the girls. Man, well, you got money like that. You ain't gotta look good. You just gotta be able to fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can yeah, yeah, yeah. He but he was looking funny with them clothes on with that body. He looked better with that new stomach. He spent a he spent a million at, at, at like on some designer store, so he wanted shit to fit him right, I guess. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done the BBL on the belly. I would have pumped it in that dick. They say you get a dick transplant. Yeah, I would have pumped that fat, that extra fat they got on that head. You know what BBL is, right? Like you, they suck out fat out of one part and put it in another part. Well, what they? What he got? Then? What was that he got? What they? Call I don't that? know. You tell. What did he get? A BBL on the belly. This is called a belly butt lift. Did they put the fat back in there? How he get the six pack? Then he didn't have it there before. Was, you think when they shrunk him down, he all of a sudden had a six pack? Yeah, everybody got that. No, man, you got to go skinny minute to get them abs like me. No, man, he he was had no, he was funny shape. He had to go through some shit. Somebody else. Oh, they, they injected abs. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, oh, he got shit. he got another nigga belly, but it looked good on him. <laughs> yeah, that look good on him. <laughs> so you 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 and him, they ain't really, they ain't really. No, 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 no. I hope it ain't. Oh, uh, my my man Tony. Uh, Tony Close tried to put me on the phone with him this morning. Nah, I ain't no hard feeling. In my yeah. mind, homie, uh, I hadn't done nothing to you for yeah. it to really be no hard feeling. Yeah, yeah, now, you can come tell me, man, you were wrong for saying that. I can yeah, say, yeah. man, or whatever, and we can get past it. As black men, in my mind, that's what should occur. Nigga, I'm on the internet. A lot of times people get emotional over jokes, though. Uh, I, I learned that. Like, certain jokes cut deep, especially when, 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 they, when especially with a nigga with an ego when he feel like everybody laughing at him. But, but listen, I'm, I'm the kind of nigga, if you let me know that joke cut deep, oh, man, my bad, my nigga. Oh, nigga, I, I can, and then I give you a reason. Oh, homie, I really don't know you. Like I did Kevin Gates, homie. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you can't, uh, because in my mind, it's all fun and games, homie. We men. Men aren't affected and offended by, why, by what another man said halfway across the world whom he probably will never meet or don't even know. So uh, in my mind, okay, nigga, you take it and, and roll it off. We see each other. We, you know, communicate properly. Uh, if not, just be willing to respond. But in my mind, homie, I go to bed thinking nobody's that mad at me to try to hurt me. So you're down for me to squash the beef between you and Wack One? Then? No, hell no, man. <laughs> I don't want to squash shit with that nigga. That nigga lied. Say that nigga lied. Talking about I was fucking a punk. Yeah, talking about a pastor I was fucking. Now, at all the shit yeah, I said, I, I, I listen why, to that. Why would nobody locally come out and say that? And then when do Wack One Hundred keep secrets? When man, he would have been saying, "Hey, all his at church, uh, Juma, he fucking Bishop Billy back." He would have said something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm saying, man, but he reached out to me and tried to, you know, he tried to holler at me, homie, but I refused to call. Oh, uh, homie, uh, uh, I see nothing good in, in what he does for black people. What do you uh, mean? Uh, well, uh, well, I, I don't see nothing good he do, homie. Uh, uh, it, I, I can't see. Nothing. I, I think he's he's on Clubhouse. I think he's trying to give opportunities to other people who might. You know, well, what's what's Clubhouse, homie? What does Clubhouse do? It's it's an audio app. It, it connects people from you know. Well, when he's on there, they just be on there talking about some gang stuff. That's, that's I'm gonna be I'm honest. About, that's so it's, it's it's not a monetized account. So I, I got a I got a 78 year old man. Uh, he's like my father. He's been mentoring. He's been he's been mentoring me for for quite some time. He always told me that two black people, 
two black men especially don't have no business waking up hanging together every day. You shouldn't do nothing with a black man. I say, why, pops? He said, because really? all they go, he said, because all they go do is argue and squabble. They're not gonna build nothing. You ain't gonna find nowhere in America where two black men are building something together. If you do, they go be arguing and squabbling. Well, what do you mean? They go argue over football. Who's the best? Miami Dolphins or the Dallas Cowboys? Who was the best running back? Walter Payton or Eric Dickerson? They go argue over basketball. Who was better? LeBron. This is going to be every day. If they're not arguing over that, they're arguing over religion. I'm Christian. You Muslim. They're going to always is, argue. Is that only unique to or is black people? Though? No, no, no. Well, when you see the Mexicans on the roof, they ain't arguing. When you go in the warehouse, the Mexicans ain't arguing. When you down here in Cuban, you don't see the Cuban people arguing with each other. But you're going to see these two black motherfuckers arguing. Two partners in the car go arguing. But what he's trying to show me is they'll spend all this time arguing and they'll never stop to come together to build nothing. You'll never see two black people come together to manufacture nothing. So he say, nigga, you wake up every day and go across the railroad tracks, the white folks. The Jews, the Italians, the Chinese people, and you go try to do business and learn they economic because you can't learn nothing from your people. All they want to do is argue and fight. They don't want to build nothing. They don't want to create nothing. They don't manufacture anything. They don't produce nothing. They all online arguing and squabbling. So when I look at Clubhouse and Whack, that's a black man I don't want nothing to do with, brother. I want to build with you. Fuck, I want to be with a nigga arguing and squabbling for every day. Do you think that Wack is just, you think he's destructive then? Very, well, uh, uh, I think he's non-productive. I don't know. I haven't seen him destroy nothing, but I think he's non-productive. Mm. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen, he's going back and forth with a few people, including Jay Prince. Jay Prince is from Texas. So yeah. are you. He reached out to me after that happened. Uh, thinking uh, of Wack 100. He made a call by way of InfoMize. I was on the phone. With, I was riding in the car with my wife and my daughter uh, a while back. He called me and hit me and say, uh, 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 say, man, I got somebody on the phone. And I'm like, he said, you busy? I said, man, a little bit. Why? What's up? I said, well, shit, bridge him through. When he clicked in, I heard Wack talking. I hang up the phone. So when he hit me back, he said, man, he wanted a business proposition. That's not, homie. You know, I don't want nothing to do with that nigga. You, All money ain't good money. You think he was trying to get you to say something against Jay Prince? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That's interesting. Uh, uh, well, I, I've, I've, I've been open about, uh, I've spoken some things about Jay Prince before, and he know that. So he was hoping I, I would tap back into that same energy. But I got a lot of respect for the, uh, for Mr. Prince, homie, uh, as well as disagree with a lot of things that go on. Uh, with the personification of mob ties. I think it ain't no mob in America, especially not no black mob. Uh, yeah, yeah, we ain't got no mob ties in America because we ain't bucked that white boy yet. We ain't bucked down congressional motherfucker. We ain't killed no police officer. We ain't done nothing in the name of mob ties. But but he could have his own meaning where where his meaning is just strength, strength in numbers. Uh, man, strength in numbers don't mean shit to that white boy the way you do black folks in America. That's my overall thing, homie. How we go have strength in numbers, nigga, and we ain't got no black bank, no black airports, no black grocery stores, no black militia, no black nothing, homie. But we all hip hop. We got mobs. We got gangs. Nigga, we ain't got no militia. The Constitution give you a right to a militia. A mob will get you a goddamn conspiracy charge. A gang will get you a conspiracy charge, but not a black militia. Mm. We can defend ourselves. Niggas can't grow food. Niggas ain't got access and ammunition. None of that type of shit. I mean, this how we gonna be a mob. We we got to build our nation for. We are a nation of people, homie. 
Did, did you ever see what um I, I seen this like a day or two ago? MC Shan spoke about you. No, 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 man. MC Shan. Yeah, yeah. Seen you it. see it? Uh-uh. He basically he, he was actually he was upset at you. He was upset at you because he's I think it was after your video about um um that you said death to all gang members, gang Crips, members. blood, GDs, BDs, and, um, yeah, death to all of them. Uh, hold on, I I, I think this is. Is this one? He must be one of them. Hold on, I think this might be it. Humor me for one minute. This is it. Listen to this bullshit and then listen to my commentary after that. Death to all Crips and Bloods. Death to all GDs and BDs. May they all die like King Bond. May they all die like Crazy Old Ruler. May they all die like Nixon Hustle and Bane. They all died in vain too. One time for your mind, two time for your soul. You know how to replenish and almost out of that one too now, right? Y'all always ask me, y'all say, yo, Shan, why you ain't got a podcast? Why you ain't got none of that shit? Why? Because them shits, nigga, you gotta talk about a nigga's business. I'm not a nigga that really likes to talk about another nigga's business, but if it was some money in it, a nigga wanna give me a podcast they gonna pay me for, I'll talk about your business all motherfucking day. Jim Big and that nigga, that nigga Big, he want a podcast. But this time, I feel like I got to say something. Oh, no. He basically calls it agent. I've seen that shit with Charleston White, right? Let me tell you something. That nigga's a fucking agent. He's a fucking agent for them people. Why would I say that? Because in the position that he has, the voice he has, instead of him portraying a good message to the young black youths, you don't need to do it. He's wishing death on them. What the fuck kind of shit is this? Sometimes you can have a thought, motherfucker. But now think of it. All the people that really motherfucking may have listened to you no longer fucking like you. You're a lying motherfucker. They love me even more. But this is what I want to know. Where are these convictions for our people? Why do these men just have this conviction for what I'm saying, but for all this time they've been ignoring all this other shit, homie? We've been promoting a death, homie. Black mothers crying over her. This black mother on this BET channel. You showed us that this was happening in this world. Where was the men at then, homie? I got real. Where was the video at when I was showed up in Memphis? The day of Dolph funeral. Where I'm talking at Sherwood Elementary School. That's on the internet. They don't They don't share that, homie. Where was they at when I got Mo3 Mama, Tuka Mama, got them together and I put men who had murdered people and put an event together with rainwater. Murder changed me. And now we taking this to the kids. What where, where are they at then? Why are they just stuck when I say Drakeo the ruler? You know, because they were once rappers. Mm. They can only relate to the rappers. But when I'm talking about the mothers, when I'm saying, what about the seven-year-old girl that got killed in Lenox Mall? Y'all didn't say nothing, nigga, for Christmas. She died Christmas shopping. Where the fuck was you niggas at then, nigga? You bitch ass niggas got all this guy. Nigga, I'm willing to kill one of you niggas and die behind this shit I'm saying. That's my convictions, nigga. When I see a bitch ass nigga like that talking to me. Bitch ass nigga, I've been doing this shit for 12 years and ain't never begged for no money, asked for no money. I'm in the jails. I'm in the school. I teach classes at the adult parole office to grown niggas. Fuck these niggas talking to me for, nigga. 
I live this, my nigga. I ain't just online talking. He online begging for a podcast. Nigga, I ain't never asked for no money. I don't ask for no likes. I don't ask for no shares. I don't say subscribe. I don't post my cash out. I don't beg nothing from these people, homie. I don't beg. So what the fuck is he talking about, nigga? Let me read to you what Tuka Mama said to me, homie. Let me read to you. This would give me the, the, the courage to take these niggas on because I'm dealing with the mothers. Nigga ain't even mentioned Dobie Mama. I talked, Donna reached out to Dobie Mama. Where these niggas at, homie? T.I. ain't helping her. That woman's struggling. That woman's struggling. FBG Doug Manager took all this goddamn money. His mama struggled to pay a motherfucking car note. Nigga, I helped pay a car note for a damn year. Didn't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Tuka mama ain't never got paid for an interview. Nigga, I got a damn near $10,000. FBG Doug mama was getting $200 for an interview, homie. I made sure she get $10,000 her, $5,000 a $1,000 for that family. Where are these niggas at? When her son Campbell said something about mama Doug, I called a nigga say, homie, you got an opportunity to make something right. Nigga, what you said was wrong, homie. Let's help her do this. Come on, homie, where are these niggas at? See, I do this behind the scenes. What are you niggas at? With all this conviction, all this emotion for me, what are you niggas at for our people? Matter of fact, where are they at for their kids? Because I ain't never heard MC Shan do a motherfucking thing for black people in all the years MC, MC Shan done existed as MC Shan. Fuck he done done, nigga. Do you feel like there's a there's an absent of 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 realizing the cause and effect of the music and actually really addressing it. Mm -mm. I, I don't believe that that's 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 giving these niggas an excuse. I think these niggas really don't give a fuck. Ain't no absence of nothing, nigga. We can see what's going on. We know what's going on at this point in history and in and, and human time. We know what the fuck is going on. We are committing genocide, nigga. And we dancing to it. We are shooting holes in the boat. And anybody trying to put holes in the boat or sound alone go get thrown off the boat. That's all this is. They really want to sink, nigga. They really want to sink. And they don't give a fuck about the kids' future because, nigga, they, they ain't got no future. Nigga, I'm playing for the future, and I ain't even going to be here. What do you think about drill music? Uh, the, the, the mayor in New York was thinking about maybe somehow restricting it's availability on either airways or maybe even social media platforms. It's too late at this point. It's, 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 it's too late at this point. Uh, our government can't stop this. Uh, drill music can't be canceled out from, from the top down. Uh, we, got to, we have to allow drill music to be what it is, homie, but find another outlet for the violence. I mean, they can let them, let them niggas rap about it but give them niggas another outlet. And that goes to us, the community. The niggas that's watching these young niggas go to these studios, make these songs, but then they coming back to our communities, nigga, they ain't got no proper basketball goals. They ain't got no proper after-school programs. Nigga, half the households ain't got no man in it. So by the time this nigga get a gun, he really don't even know how to handle a gun, but he go kill somebody. He don't even know what a gun is for, but he want one. So nigga, we know the music is there. It goes back on us, nigga. It don't go to our government, it don't go to our mayors, it go to the culture. What's the culture? The people? Us? Not the producers, not the Jewish record labels. 
Not none of them, nigga. Mama, daddy, cousin, brother, neighbor, uncle. It's on us. We can't take it from him because if we take it from him, what we going to give him? What we going to replace drill music with? If we say no more drill music, what we going to replace it with? So we can't take it if we can't replace it. We got to create another alternative. Everybody don't want to drill. Okay, nigga, we got, we, you can become a star too. You ain't got to kill. The problem is you can't become a star no other way than drilling. It's a nigga that can tap dance, but we won't look at him because he ain't killing. It's a nigga that can sing real good, but we won't listen to him because he won't rap and sing about killing. But he can sing. So you think we're, we're obsessed with death? We're, we're obsessed with death. This is, this is, yeah, this is a culture that, that, that promotes a cycle of violence, a cycle of rape, a cycle of drug addiction. Uh, we're, we're obsessed with it. Are you ever scared that anything you've said might, you know, somebody might try to take your life over it? No. Nah, no, nah, uh, death is the last thing I'm worried about. Uh, is it because you're prepared or because you think that you're ready? Uh, no, nah, uh, I'm prepared because I pay the insurance every month. That's how you know you're prepared. You know you're ready to die, nigga, when you keep that insurance. That's how you know you're prepared, nigga. You put things in place for when you get ready to die, and I've already done that. Uh, if, 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 if you're afraid to die, then you're a coward. You're a coward living every day because death is promised to all of us. The ant, the leaf, the flower, the fish, the bird, the human, everything dies. So why would I be afraid of death? I'm afraid of dying and not fulfilling nothing. That's my biggest fear, homie. Dying, mm. nigga, hit the park like Monster Cody. In a tent, nigga, on drugs. But everybody love you. But when you die, you ain't got nothing to leave your children. There's no legacy to your name. Nigga, won't nobody be saying C-Nut 50 years from now. Nobody won't even be saying Nipsey Hussle. But they'll forever mention the name of Irmis. Rap will die. Rap characters will fade away. Humans will forever live on. Those labels, those titles, those nicknames, they don't last forever. Nigga, we forever know about Napoleon, Hitler, Saddam. We'll forever know those names. But whatever their nickname was, they, we don't know those. Nicknames change. We once had Puffy. He went to P. Diddy. Even Monster Cody changed his name. But we still holding on to Monster Cody. He evolved to some Shakur guy. You, you see what I'm saying? But we still want to keep him Monster Cody. Man, Irmis was a great person. When he was 12 years old, he went to Big Psych, one of Raymond Washington's best friends, and said, Big homie, can I ask you a question? He said, yeah, what's up? Why you gangbang? He said he told that kid, man, I gangbang because I was born to. He said that kid told him, Big homie, when I grow up, I'm going to take care of the hood. That was long before Nipsey came along, brother. I got that story riding back home from the funeral as I'm processing the date of this funeral. A 12-year-old kid, in his heart, his desires, Big homie, when I grow up, I'm going to take care of the hood. That 12-year-old kid grew up to take care of the hood. His name was Irmis. I got that little piece of information that I could hold on to about this guy that made him so great. See, I, I didn't get that about Nip. I went to learn about Nip and find out about a kid named Irvins who was 12 who told a gangbanger, when I grow up, I'm going to take care of the hood. And look what he did for the hood. Do you do, you do what you do because you, you have compassion or you feel like you, you, you there's a sense of need to pay it forward? Uh, I owe a debt to my victim. Uh, I, do, I, I do believe we owe a debt to our victim. 
uh, you know, once you take a life, uh, no matter what component, or no matter what element you play in, you pay your debt to society, but you forever owe debt to that victim. If you drove the car, if you helped load the gun. If what, you, what, was, what was your situation? Uh, murder, homie. We, uh, me, me and three other friends skipped school one day, homie. We went to Foot Locker, and in the process of us going to Foot Locker, stealing some starter jackets and starter hats, uh, uh, my 16-year-old friend shot and killed this white man who tried to stop us under my orders. Kill that motherfucker. Shoot that motherfucker. You know the home. Yeah, get it. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, that's a burden uh, that people who take lives have to always remember that they have to carry an answer to. It's a call of duty. How long did you serve? Seven years, 14 to 21. And then my record was sealed. The did you feel immediately that 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 um you owed that person that 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 come with maturity, uh, you know in America all the science, all the science data, the, the medical research, uh, you know says that the human brain does not develop to at or around age twenty five. So that's why insurance companies insurance rates don't go down to after twenty five, right? That's brain development, the prefrontal cortex, that has to do with logic and, and reasoning so most children aren't logical most children aren't reasonable they're impulsive right feelings they're, they're feeling based uh as you grow older homie uh you learn right from wrong they say when you know better you do better i just so happen to learn land in a juvenile system where society at that time still believed that they could make a difference in children's lives and so i was placed in an environment uh almost like growing up in a perfect two-parent home that repaired all that childhood trauma. So I went through re-socialization programs, uh, uh, a capital offenders program, uh, you know, doing things from psychodrama to psychotherapy, some of the best intensive therapy sessions, homie, that a kid could get uh, during that time. So when I got out at 21, my record was sealed. As you move and grow older in life and you start to assess and analyze the things that you went through in life, uh, you start developing a purpose based off what you think you believe. Some nigga believe they purpose to be gangster based off what they going through. Uh, I realized, homie, I was born to work with children based off what I went through as a kid. What kind of kid? He little gangster motherfucker like I wanted to be. I was pretending, as most children are. Children mimic what they see and repeat what they hear. So what we see right now today, homie, is children mimicking and repeating what they've seen and what they've heard. So do we blame them? No, I don't. That's why I attack the culture. That's why I attack the culture, homie. I ain't attacking these kids. It's the culture, the imagery, the persona. It ain't the individuals. They making this personal. They think I'm attacking the people. Nigga, I don't know y'all. Y'all don't know me. So when they see me talking, they think that's Charleston talking. Nah, homie, that's a frustrated community activist that's been working with kids and found a way to release his frustrations by way of a character, an internet character, who end up going viral and end up turning into a community. But, nigga, I started out just a frustrated community activist, mad at gangbangers, mad at the destruction and the detriment of our community that seems to only affect the children. Mm. Wow. Charleston, man, I'm 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 glad that we really had to sit down. As I said, I, I think you're not only the great thing about you, not only um, enlightful, but you deliver it in a way that's very digestible. Also, super comedic. I I I've given you uh, my yeah, personal yeah. advice. You got to get into comedy. I've been we already take it, nigga. When you said that nine months ago, nigga, we we done took it and ran with it. But let me just say this: uh, 
a, a lot of what I do is extreme, homie. And 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 I'm blind man shuffling. I don't know what I'm doing with this. I'm just doing something in the name of goodness, in hopes that I leave and make an impact on the young people's future. Me and you, homie, we'll sit up and talk about the '90s, uh, the old niggas before us to talk about the '70s, uh, the old people before them was focused on the civil rights. But our young people are looking to the future. And can't nobody help them with what's before us. Can't nobody prepare them for what's ahead because all of us are still talking about our heyday, what used to be. And these kids want to know what's to come. So that's why they're detached and unattached. We ain't got nothing for them. We ain't got nothing for them, homie. We can't give them no direction for 2030, 2025, 2028. We still talking about the old days. So I show up with this character that appears to be hateful, but there's no hate in my heart. I'm not mad at nobody. And before I step out my house, homie, I check me. I check my spirit. I check my mind. Uh, I check my motives. I check my intentions. Uh, that's why I can operate so effectively on a non-monetized YouTube channel because all this ain't about money. My gifts will make room for itself. So I do the work. And on the back end, homie, my gifts get me paid. The funny guy. You see what I'm saying? So I do the work, but my gifts, the comedic side, the charisma, the online uh, satire, unscripted behavior, that gets me paid. But that's a message in everything I do. You just got to look for it. Mm. And, and there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, Charleston White. Thank you. I feel, I feel like I feel like you did a sermon today, My man. You, we, we, did yeah, a, we did a little bit of everything, man. Yeah, you took me. We had some. We, we had some comedy. We had some enlightenment. We had some. You know, we brought it home, though. Yeah, I appreciate well, uh, that. Uh, uh, you laid me out on the table and examined me today, homie. And I appreciate that. I, I, yeah. I appreciate us having this conversation. I think is is one of many to come. Yeah, you get sir. me. I appreciate you. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy Miami. Be safe. I okay. I, I it, ain't it, going back to South Beach. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going back to South Beach. There's too many niggas down there. Too many rappers. <laughs> That's the ratchet part, man. Listen, and, and, and I hope you and you and um, man, man, Kevin, Kevin was a good guy. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, That's I, his friend too. Like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I really like him, homie. Uh, I was really just fucking with him. Yeah, uh, yeah. about some of the things I said, but now yeah, I, 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 I've good. always said he's a game related nigga home if nothing else i respect the game that he giving if nothing else yeah all right man listen people thank you for watching and tuning into another episode of uh off the record podcast been dj academics charleston do you have any links i know your stuff keep going up yeah, and down yeah, I think, tell me uh, how to get you uh, uh my new my new instagram is band charleston white too damn one's yeah, that charleston okay. white too my youtube is the real uh the real charleston white and uh you can get uh i super soaked that whole t-shirt uh, uh, at the real <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, go check him out. Support him, man. Uh, it's been DJ Academics off the record podcast. Thank you to my gracious host. You know what I mean? Fresh and fit. You know, always, always hold me down. We are out of here. Already.